As we move from ski season to spring, it's time to get those mountain bikes out. Most ski families use season passes to make skiing more affordable and fun. If your family mountain bikes, there's a new way to save on those adventures too. Make the most of spring and summer in the mountains with Lone Pass, the premier North American mountain biking pass. Lone Pass gives you over 60 days of access to some of the best mountain biking destinations across the country. Use discount code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's Lone Pass today at LonePass.com. That's L-O-A-M-P-A-S-S dot com. Lone Pass is available in two versions, for kids ages 6 to 11 and the adult pass for ages 12 and up. The pass combines access to the most premier resorts, gets you into bike parks, and connects you to shuttle companies to get you where you need to be. It's the one pass you need to bring the best cycling to your family. Remember, you'll get two days at each of the resorts, parks, or shuttles, making the investment one that will pay off big. Remember to use code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's loan pass today. Welcome to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Sarah. Welcome to season two of the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. Before we launch into some of our new and exciting interviews, we wanted to encourage our newer listeners to revisit some podcasts that we think have tremendous value. We're going to invite you to revisit our chat with Heather Burke. Heather's an expert skier. She is an independent writer. She does ski testing. Um, she has worked with numerous publications to review skis and boots. Um, she's a far better skier <laughs> than I am. And uh, she really knows her stuff. And we're seeing that a lot of women right now in sort of this uh, fall period of time are looking to increase their um, their quiver of skis, maybe treat themselves to a new pair of skis. And it's a big purchase um, and it pays to get education. Yeah, Heather shares some really great information about what all those numbers mean on the skis, how to think about different types of skis, depending on where, when, and how you ski. And it was really informative to learn how to interpret the different options models and configurations um, from someone who really uh, knows her stuff. And we really also encourage you to take that time to visit your local ski shop now when they have the best inventory, not only for leases, but also for purchasing. Um, and when you shop in um, early fall or at the beginning of the season, you're going to have not only the best selection, but you're going to have a dedicated salesperson being able to give you the time and energy to review all of your options. Um, and I also love what Heather was saying about um, really knowing what you want before you go into the store. Um, tell them, you know, have a list. It's like going to the doctor's office. Sometimes when you see the doctor, you get a little bit distracted and off task. And when I go into a ski shop, I start looking at all the new shiny objects and I get a little um, a little bit of uh, squirrel brain and looking at all the shiny things. So you have to remember, okay, where am I skiing? What are these skis going to be for? What did I not like about my last set of skis? Um, what did I love about my last set of skis? Um, and have this list, maybe even keep it on your phone before you go in so that you can really stay on task. The Ski Moms Fun Podcast is sponsored by the Snowbound Expo, coming to Boston November 18th through the 20th, 2022. 
So hello, Heather. So Heather and I met at a ski event years ago um, and was very excited to find another female within the ski travel industry. There's not many of us. I think you can count us on one hand. I loved her off the mountain, but then when I saw her ski, I was really blown away. So she's a beautiful skier, a beautiful writer, and we're really excited to have her with us today. Thank you, Nicole. It's my pleasure. And I am such a fan of Ski Moms. I just think it's such an important gathering of of content and women and energy. And Heather, you are by far the um, woman we've spoken to who has learned to ski the youngest. Tell us a little bit about your journey to the slopes. That's cool. Well, I was very fortunate that my mom was a ski instructor and she had me on skis at the age of three. And she she likes to tell the, the joke that I was much better on skis than I was in shoes. That was our culture growing up. I learned to ski at Gunstock, New Hampshire, which is not a big mountain, uh, but it was big enough. And our whole family just skied every weekend. Were your all of your girlfriends and friends growing up, were they all people who headed to the mountains or was this something that just your, your, was a unique to your family? I did not have a lot of young girlfriends, the playmates that skied. Um, so at that point, it was more of a, a, a skiing with my brothers, skiing with the ski team. Um, so only now, you know, as I've as I've matured and brought our kids up skiing, have I found fellow females to ski with. For a while, it seemed like a very male-dominated sport. I'm so happy to see that model is changing. And tell us a little bit about what you do now. Okay. So I was a journalism major at the University of Vermont, and I was a ski instructor at Smugglers, and I met my husband there. He was in marketing, um, and it was kind of a skiing fairy tale love story. And then fast forward, we had children, and we taught them to ski at three. Uh, So it just was always our culture. And I would start, I, I love to write, so I would write about the the triumphs and trials of teaching your kids to ski. And then we started traveling with them and I'd write about different resorts and I'd send these to family and friends. And my husband said, you should publish these. They're good. And he would accompany them with his photos. And I got picked up in some magazines. And then I wrote a ski column for the main Sunday telegram and Boston globe. And then he said, we should start a website. Uh, So we started family ski trips in 1995 So it's a very authoritative site now, and there's tons of content. And my kids grew up just with mom's ski writing gig. We got to go try a new ski resort this weekend. Um, So it's just been really fun. And now we've been to 200 plus ski resorts. Our kids have been to over 100. And it's just, it's it's become our family thing. You know, tell us a story of one of the more challenging times that you were skiing as a family. Okay. Well, certainly Greg and I both, my husband and I both taught skiing. So we thought, oh, this will be a piece of cake. But it turns out teaching your own kids to ski or any loved one is very challenging because you have that emotional connection and you will, kids will complain to their parents, right? So we quickly learned that ski camp, albeit expensive, was worth its weight in gold. So we would take our kids to Sugarloaf, Sunday River, Okemo, and put them into kids camps. And they would perform so well for their instructor. They would make friends. They wanted to impress their peers. Put my ego aside and said, you know what, let the professional, the other professionals teach our kids to ski. It's a good investment. If you want your kids to love the sport the way you do, it's worth it. Because your kids are sort of grown and flown, how did that work out for you? Are they adults who ski on their own? Do you guys gather as a family? How did all that investment pay off? 
Right. So they went off to college, but they both continued to ski, which makes Greg and I so happy. And we do gather for a ski trip, hopefully every year. We, we love to get together to ski. It is our family glue. Ian taught skiing to carry on the legacy at Big Sky, Montana. And our daughter works for L.L. Bean and she's in Maine and just loves the ski culture. So in fact, we'll be skiing with her next week in Vail, Colorado. In, in the 90s, you started this, which is amazing. Were you finding challenges being a female writing about skiing in a male-dominated industry? What was that dynamic when you were first getting started? Right. At first, writing for the main, main Sunday paper in the Boston Globe, it was all male sports writers, and they wanted me to cover racing and Olympics. And I kept just trying to convince the editorial staff, there's a lot of people out there that just want stories about skiing and families. And I, and women are the ones that plan the ski trips. And they're the ones that, that plan uh, the activities for the kids. So I want to write about that. I want to write about where to go with your kids, how to pack for a ski trip, things of that nature. And slowly and surely, I, I moved up the ranks. Um, but certainly there was a male sport editorial domination in the in the industry. I one of the things I absolutely love that you do is gear reviews. Um, gear can be really intimidating for women. We don't spend enough time getting the right gear. We don't spend enough money getting the right gear. We often make sure that the kids have what they need and we are the last um, people to get our good boots and to expend the time getting a boot fitting. And I love that you focus on gear. How did that develop and what does that look like now? I agree. When I'm growing up, I was like, equipment doesn't matter. I skied on my brother's hand-me-downs. It made me a better skier, but it wasn't always enjoyable. Um, so when I was invited to some on-snow industry demos, which is such a treat, you know, you go and there's that, all these manufacturers and hundreds of skis to try. I, it was an eye-opener because I recognized equipment does matter. And to your point, Nicole, yeah, the mom is the last to get outfitted. And, you know, a good fitted boot is key. That's the most important ingredient for anybody skiing. And then I would get on these women's design skis. K2 was the first to make skis designed by women, for women, ergonomically female. And it was revolutionary and it has been revolutionary. So now I ski on women's skis. I demo them. I write about them. So the reviews are all on familyskitrips.com and they are not only lighter and a prettier graphics, um, but more importantly, they're really designed for the female anatomy. You don't need to carve a big, heavy, weighty ski. Women's skis are finally being designed and really are a game changer. The 2022 Snowbound Expo will bring an inspirational, interactive, and exciting retail experience to Boston families who ski and ride. This retail-led experience brings together inspiring athletes and expert coaches, along with the latest gear and technology all under one roof. There will be two stages of content covering inspiration, snow skills, adventure stories, and more. And the Ski Moms will be podcasting live from the stage. All sessions are inc included with your weekend ticket. There's truly something for everyone, whether you are new to the snow or an experienced pro. Families are welcome. See you at the show. For discounted tickets, use code MOMTRENDS. Let's take a quick break. Spring is here and we know even after the snow melts, ski moms love to play outside. 
Skeeta, our favorite Vermont outdoor accessory brand, has you covered as the seasons change. This spring, Skeeta is celebrating its 16th birthday with fresh prints like the pastel, whimsical, and plein air collection. Our favorite pieces include the throwback headbands. This headband is made to keep hair and sweat off your face. The single-ply design gathers neatly in the back for maximum styling. Where it's scrunched or lay it flat, it's your perfect partner for any activity where you want a great pop of color and style with minimal fuss. For sunny days, we adore the Skeeta brim hat. This five-panel camp hat is the perfect grab-and-go companion. Made in a lightweight, water-repellent material, this hat is ideal for hiking, camping, and the beach. Whether you are cheering the kids on at a lacrosse game, exploring with your girlfriends, or simply walking in the woods with your loyal pup, Skeeta accessories are there to make Ski Mom life more fun. Save 15% off your order with code SKIMOMS15 at checkout. We wanted to tell you about our favorite new ski accessory called the Ski Pack. As you know, we're always looking for ways to make getting to the slopes easier for everyone in the family. And we found that one of the hardest parts of skiing with kids is getting from the car to the lodge with all our gear. Depending on the ski area and how busy it is, you could be parking pretty far from the lodge. I remember when my girls would try to carry all their skis through the parking lot, they'd be so focused on not dropping things that they weren't even paying attention to the cars zooming around them. So we wanted to share our latest find. It's called the Ski Pack, and just like it sounds, it's a backpack for your skis and poles. The way it works is a reinforced opening at the bottom that's wide enough to allow the skis to slide through, but it prevents the bindings from passing through. It comes in a variety of colors and two sizes with adjustable straps, so it fits most everyone from really little kids to adults, and it will last multiple seasons because it's durable, lightweight, and quick drying. It just wraps up into its built-in bag. When you're done using it, you can put it in your jacket pocket or in your boot bag. And really the most important thing is that these ski packs will make getting to the slopes easier for everyone. You can check out the ski pack at puremountainfun.com and use promo code SKIMOMS2022 for 20% off your order. Exclusions apply. It's not valid on custom packs or the shoot pack. Code is only valid through Tuesday, November 15th, so don't delay. And now, back to our show. Do you try skis? So say you're you're a mom and you're now in your you know, fifth year of skiing and you don't want to do the rentals anymore. I love that you said the first thing you need to do is get the boot. So let's talk yes. about that. What does that look like and where should she go? What should she be looking for when she invests in this first pair of boots? Right. So boots are the, are the key ingredient. And if you have a ski shop near you, that's ideal. Or if you're at a resort, walk into the ski shop and, and ask for, you know, their top boot, boot fitter and spend time, put your foot in a boot, wear it, have them custom fitted if it's a blown in interior, but the boot is so important. It doesn't need to be super stiff anymore. That was a trend and that's passe. Um, just make sure it's comfortable, not too tight, but snug. Um, so a good boot fitter will help you with that tremendously. And then you get into your gear. So again, if you found somebody that you trust and, and enjoy in a ski shop, establish that rapport and tell them where you like to ski, how often you like to ski, the kind of conditions. Don't don't let them sell you a big powder ski if you are a frontside groomed trail skier and you only ski blue blue squares. That's okay. Be honest. You will be you will you will benefit by telling them exactly what you want. And most good ski reps will set you up properly. If the, you can demo even better, um, a lot of places will allow you to 
you know, pay for a demo and it will apply to your purchase once you've found the ski that you like the most. You take it out, you take it for a few runs on a couple of different trails and say, oh, I like this ski or wow, it's too heavy or it's just not turning the way I'd like it to. Usually on mountain would be a place where you would get a demo and it often is the higher end ski shop. And it's the same thing as a rental. It's a higher end rental and it's sort of a rent to own experience. Exactly. But don't feel also, don't feel like you have to buy the skis that you demo. The idea is that you would demo two to three skis over a ski break and then pick the one that you loved the most. And if you didn't love any of them, don't feel the need to buy any of them. That's okay. And if you're traveling, if you're flying, renting skis makes sense now. The airlines charge all kinds of fees for you having to carry your bulky equipment. Renting can make a lot of sense. And then just experiencing different skis, you find out what you like and don't like. Yeah. And I like what you're saying because when I often go out West, I will demo skis because what I need on the East coast for our icy, um, wintry mix conditions <laughs> is very different from what I would need on a powder day in Jackson hole or big sky. So I, I enjoy demo with no intention of buying these skis right. and mm-hmm. your enjoyment even mentally, just knowing that you're on a nicer ski is exponential in that that demo ski. Agreed. So I was thinking about go, going back to like the skis I have. I just walked into a ski shop and you know got a pair of skis and probably didn't answer all the questions that I should have. Are there like what are the most important factors? Or is it size? Is it you know the the stiffness? You're talking about like how there's skis now that are shaped for women. What what should we be thinking about? What are the most important kind of aspects of a ski to find the right one. Right, right. So when you walk into a shop, whether it's locally or at a resort, you know, you might, you might meet a gear guru that wants to impress you with his vernacular and just uh, starts talking all these technical terms. Again, just explain. I, I like to go out first thing in the morning. I like beautiful corduroy. I make short radius turns, Mm -hmm. or I, I just like to go straight, whatever your, your pleasure is explain that honestly and and then go from there um and and you'll know too if if the guy or gal at the ski shop is is in tune with you if they're listening to you and your needs um but I don't get you know but the, the height is pretty standard these days you know they just pretty much measure it to the to you the top of the, the top of your arm um but uh length weight things like that that the ski rep can help you with, but your style of skiing, that's what you need to express. Um, where you like to ski, do you like to go in the glades or do you never want to ski bumps and glades? You know, those things matter as to whether you want a stiffer ski or a softer ski that you articulate to your ski rep should help you get on the right, on the right boards or snowboard. But I did want to talk to you about the measurement underfoot which is a separate measurement from the length. And these are just things to know before I want to arm our women with knowledge before they go in. There's two, there's the length, pretty easy to understand. Centimeters, you'll be on a 165 or a 160, depending on your experience and your height. Uh, But the millimeter underfoot, so you'll hear that expression, millimeter underfoot is how big the ski is. And it will, you, you go bigger for Bigger snow is the easiest way to remember it. So a 76 underfoot is a, is a little slalom ski and it's going to make sharp turns. Uh, an 88 is a good front side rumor ski. 98, you're getting into a big mountain 
all mountain ski. And then powder skis are over a hundred millimeters underfoot. So it's the width under your binding and that's where your turning power comes from. And so the, also the bigger the millimeter is in underfoot, the larger your turn is too. You'll see some girls and guys ripping these great big GS turns down the mountain. They're probably on a bigger millimeter ski. Um, if you see somebody making cute little S turns down the mountain, they're probably on a narrow waisted ski, a 76 or an 88 underfoot. No, it's so helpful. It makes me realize like I'm going back to what we were saying about skis. I'm skiing on one of my kids' old pairs of skis. Ah, like that's probably, I need to look at all the numbers because you just told me what they all mean mm-hmm. and see what I'm actually skiing on. I, I don't mind them, but I don't know what probably the right ski for me would probably feel even better. Right. Yes, for sure. Dreamy would be to have women's ski days um, yes. where women were, and maybe, maybe our group will do that someday. Maybe yeah. together we'll come to some spots in Vermont and we'll, we'll host these and it will be just women talking about amazing. skis and mm-hmm. their needs. And I'd love to see, it's so rare when you go into a ski shop and you know this, unless it's family owned and operated and there's some daughters working for the owner or there's a husband wife combo. It's pretty rare to see women in ski shops. It's um, to yes. go with the stereotype. It's often, you know, 20 to 30 year old guys, they are pretty knowledgeable and often they're quite kind, but they don't know what it's like to ski on these skis and you right. know, to have our, our builds. So, right. And they're like, dude, I love these fat pow skis. And you're like, dude, that's not for me. (laughs) I live. And Sarah, I want you to tell the story of your boots, your boot saga. Oh yeah. I mean, no bad story for years. I would just suffer. I went to a, I did go to a ski shop. I bought a pair of boots, good ski shop in, in Killington. He promised me that they were as close to Uggs as I could get. (laughs) in ski boots. And, um, you know, they felt okay when I was there, I probably didn't spend enough time there, but when I started skiing, you know, the first time it was, it was painful. The next time it was more painful. I was actually in Vail and I remember having to stop and the, and the pain was like coming up my legs and I just, um, making it so I I couldn't ski like it. I thinking of it actually is like, um, and I couldn't figure it out and I would talk to people and I would, you know, try some of the other things we talked about, you know, well, don't make sure there's nothing in your boot. Make sure is it the socks? Is it tighter, looser? Like, I mean, I was trying everything. And then finally, I really didn't know what someone meant when they kept saying, you need to go and get a boot fitting. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know you were referring to that, but I thought I had a boot fitting when I bought my boots, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. And I went to a actual ski shop. I spent hours, literally hours with a boot fitter who looked at everything from my knees. He had all sorts of contraptions. (laughs) <laughs> he would put me in and out of it. He And when I went out again, I was obviously much more comfortable. He had made some adjustments that really made a difference. But again, I just didn't even know what that really meant, that term mm-hmm. that I needed to get a boot fitting because wouldn't you almost think that's what you did when you bought the boots, right? <laughs> right, right. And some people have not. an easy... Is some people have an easy foot to fit my, I'm, I am fortunate to have that. So I can slide into a boot as, as long as it's not too stiff. It sounds like you were in a really stiff boot too. Um, and some people need that custom boot fitting. And as you say, you knew pretty, pretty quickly whether or not you, you know, that you were uncomfortable and needed a custom boot fitting, but similarly try on several pair of boots because it should fit you well from the, 
from the beginning. And there are so many different boots, Nordica, Razi, K2. There are so many different boots that you that you should be able to find one that fits your foot well from the start. And then they can tweak it. They can customize it if you're having hot spots or discomfort as you go along. But yeah, the boot is the key. Do you, What do you wish that manufacturers of skis and boots knew about women that, that they don't currently? So I think that we don't just want a pink ski. We don't just want a guy's ski that's been, that's shorter and has flowers on it. We want it to be designed for women. We have a different center of gravity. We have a different ski style. Um, and we're not Lindsay Vaughn or Michaela Schifrin. They've done great things for the sport. It's revolutionary. Um, in fact, they were skiing on the head core and loved it so much and said, make, make this for females, uh, but it's still a very stiff ski. So I, I would really, I applaud the progress that the manufacturers have made designing women specific skis, but I think they need to continue to listen to the female constituency, maybe form a ski team with us. We'll go out and demo and give them feedback, <laughs> but it's important to, um, to make skis for women. We've been skiing on men's skis for decades and it's, it's time to make them lighter, quicker, um, just more appropriate for our body shape and, and design. Have you tried the coalition snow skis, which I know are, are made by women for women? I haven't tried them because they look like they're powder skis to me, but I didn't know if you knew anything about them. Yeah, I do. I applaud what they're doing. It's wonderful. I've not had the opportunity to demo them, um, but I look forward to it. I think that it's really cool that they have this 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 um, availability for women's skis. There are a lot of companies too that are customizing skis like Parler and Wagner. Um, they're actually looking at your ski style, your height, your weight, your proportions, your body type, and they will customize a ski for you, which is really cool. Now we're getting to the expensive, um, you know, the top end because custom, anything custom is going to cost more. But if you're really invested in sport and skiing a lot, it's worth it. Just like the boot fitting, it, you, the payback will be that much more fun, better performance and, and better physical output. Let's talk a little bit about destinations, because as you said, you've been to 200 ski areas, which is amazing. Yes. And maybe are there bucket list items that you yeah. haven't gotten in that you've got to get to again? Bucket list for sure is back to the Alps, which we have not done, uh, didn't do last winter. Um, I just think the skiing the Alps is where the sport started. The heritage is, is so rich. It's a lifestyle there. I mean, people in these Alpine villages just eat, drink, and sleep skiing. And the Alps are magnificently beautiful. The ski terrain is vast. Uh, my favorite is St. Anton uh, in Austria. You ski around 12 villages, all interconnected by these beautiful modern lifts. I mean, the scenery is extraordinary. The food is great. Food is an important part of skiing for me. <laughs> you ski into a, an adorable little chalet that mom and pop have been operating for centuries. Um, so the Alps is uh, are just, that's, that's skiing to me. Going to Switzerland this year to St. Moritz and Davos and some other smaller ski areas. Greg and I love discovering places that no one's heard of and, and reporting on that versus always going to the big resorts. Um, I know that you write about après ski and you, you do embrace skiing as a lifestyle. It's not just a sport. And I think that you and Greg really get that, that right. What, where would we find Heather after skiing? What, what's kind of your perfect vision for after skiing? So back to Europe, Europe, 
they invented Apreski, hence the name, and they do it right. It's it's indoor, outdoor. I mean, people, it's, it's, it's live music, there's drinks, and it's just a celebration of a great day on the slopes. It's very conducive to making friends. And sometimes it ends up with dancing in the ski boots. <laughs> um, now with kids, when our kids were younger, Apres Ski was sitting around the fire, having s'mores for the kids, maybe a, an adult beverage for Greg and I, um, sledding, tubing, things of that nature. So it just, I just love the sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. It's great just to hang out, share stories, share your day. Skiing again, yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a sport of going up and down and then you're done. <laughs> Heather, where can our listeners and our podcast community find more of you? Um, tell us a little bit about your your social media and how often you're you're contributing to your website. Yeah, so my uh, my website, Family Ski Trips, has reviews of over 220 ski resorts. So that's a great resource. There's also some powerful pages on there about how to pack and how to introduce your kids to ski camp when, when you're sending them off to ski camp for the first time, how to monitor and, and, and set their expectations for that day. Even there's uh, information on ski area daycare so that mom can get out and take a couple runs, um, what to expect out of ski area daycare. Um, so my website is a great resource. Uh, and on social media, I'm uh, family ski trips uh, on Facebook. And we regularly post when we're traveling photos of where we're skiing. And I got to give a shout out to Greg. He's my photographer, my husband, and he does videos and photos of me and people like, Is he, does Greg ski? And I'm like, he's the one skiing backwards, taking photos of me <laughs> to make me look good. So um, I'm on um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, figuring that out. Um, Twitter. So just, just um, type in family ski trips and you'll find our, our content and we'll be skiing in Vail next week um, doing our snow dance because the West could really use some freshies. Well, Heather, thank you. You've been an absolute delight. I have so much knowledge that I feel armed with that I didn't know. Um, and I am empowered and I hope that the industry takes a listen to this and um, number one hires you as a consultant because they'd be <laughs> crazy not to. And number two, just spends more time um, trying to get women in the right skis because it's going to increase their enjoyment, get more women on snow and just yes. help everybody overall. Absolutely. Mom shouldn't be the last one to be outfitted. <laughs> um, it really, it, mom is the glue in the ski family. And so take care of yourself. Um, put, put your, put, make yourself a priority so that you have a better experience and uh, happy mom, happy, happy family, right? <laughs> so Sarah, how do you feel about the fact that we have nearly 6,000 downloads of the podcast? It's amazing. And I'm so glad that so many moms and women are uh, tuning in to, you know, come along and have fun with us as we're, as we're learning and talking to all sorts of interesting people and having, having fun of our own. I know. And we're also struggling to figure out which of the many interviews we did this summer to release is our first in season episode. We're, we're struggling. There's a lot of, um, top picks in there. We'd also love to hear from the listeners. I mean, thank you for the DMs and thank you for um, the Facebook messages. But if there's anything that you want to hear about this season, uh, make sure you let us know. It's not too late for us to line up more interviews um, for this particular season. 
Um, if you've found one of our more recent episodes, we encourage you to go back to our treasure trove from season one, um, where we did some of our first and really important podcast interviews, um, where we're really focused on getting women more comfortable out on the snow. You should also just mention that, you know, while these these episodes come out once a week and they're great conversations, there is we have a whole community of ski moms on Facebook. There's a ski moms group with over 8,000 members now. Um, you can keep up with us on our website, skimomsfun.com, and on Instagram, also uh, Ski Moms Fun. So there's multiple ways to, to see what's going on, keep up with the latest, and stay in the conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Head to the SkiMomsFun.com website to check out our swag and find out more about our community. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at SkiMomsFun. We'll be back next week with more interviews and insights. Thanks, Snow. No one works as hard as a ski mom. With Mother's Day right around the corner, we want to remind everyone to shop the Ski Moms gift guide for the best ideas. These are the gifts we want to give and get for Mother's Day. Prices range from under $10 for simple treats like notepads to big splurges like a new boot bag. Remember, the big day is Sunday, May 12th, so you want to shop now to make sure everything gets there in time for mom. Visit the SkiMomsFun.com gift guides page or click the link in show notes to see our picks for this year. Make it easy for your kids, partner, or spouse and just forward them the link. Or better yet, treat yourself to something from our expertly curated Ski Mom wish list. Remember, visit SkiMomsFun.com and look for the gift guide page.